Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today, I'm going to chat holiday for you. That's what everyone voted on my Instagram um, post poll today. Um, and I just want to preface this by saying, if you have children listening with you, like you're listening to this in the car or something, I would suggest pausing or putting some headphones in because this is possibly something that you don't maybe want them to hear. All right. Are you ready? Hopefully I gave you enough warning. Today we are going to talk about Santa. So last year... I was really diving into a lot of things within parenting and just like figuring out how I felt about them, reflecting on transitions, etc. And one of them being Christmas, obviously, and Santa Claus. So this episode is definitely not going to tell you whether or not you should encourage your child to believe in him or not, but I do want to share a few things that I really hope that you will consider and reflect on if you haven't already. So before we really get into it, I know if if you have a similar experience, I have heard a lot of people who share and kind of talk about gentle parenting styles, connection, conscious parenting, whatever you want to call it, mention that it is harmful for children because we are essentially lying about Santa and all that comes with that, and that it can create mistrust and so on. I think about that and I can see where people are coming from for sure. And maybe that's how you feel. Maybe you experience that. But honestly, at least consciously, like I don't ever think back and feel like I didn't trust my parents or couldn't trust them after I found out Santa wasn't real. Like I... I just, that, I don't ever remember that crossing my mind ever. And I was just, I feel like I was just kind of disappointed that I thought it was just like the coolest, like the idea behind it was really cool and almost like sad that it was not real. But I don't ever remember feeling like, oh, my parents lied to me this whole time and stuff. And I'm just curious, like, if you grew up with believing in Santa, did you feel that way? Do you remember feeling that way? Um, so, I don't necessarily think if you do Santa Claus that you're creating this horrible mistrust and, like, teaching your child to lie and all that stuff. I think that's, that can be a stretch. I mean, I think it also depends on how you parent day to day. But I think for the most part, um, that's probably not necessarily going to be the case. I mean, unless you're frequently lying to your child 
and they discover that, like if there's a pattern and that's what you're modeling, then obviously there's going to be mistrust there. But, um, so anyways, I'm going to digress on that. But what I do have a really strong opinion on though, and that I want to share with you today and encourage you to reflect on is using Santa as a way to manipulate your child's behavior. Now, this might bring up some things for you, Um, and I just want to say, in case it does, that this is in no way to shame you or place guilt on you, but I just simply want to encourage you to think about it because I think that there are so many areas of parenting that we just do because it's what's always been done, and we don't really stop to actually think about it, why it's being done the way it's being done, and if we actually agree and want to do it or not. So that's kind of what I'm hoping this can be for you. It's just an encouragement to pause, think about it, and then decide based on a conscious decision, not just because this is what what's always done or this is what my parents did or or whatever, but to really be thinking about like, is this actually what I want to carry forward? Now, I'm sure you can probably gather if you've listened to any other episodes, the things that I share... Um, I try extremely hard to parent without manipulation, which means without punishment, using natural consequences, not threatening, that sort of thing. Now, obviously, this is really challenging, and I'm not perfect at it at all because it is our natural instinct. It's what's taught everywhere. It's probably how you were raised and what was modeled for you, whether it's your parents or whether it was in school. Like there's a lot of behavior manipulation that goes on in school. And I mean, I can understand why they utilize it. But if you went to school and you weren't homeschooled, then obviously this is something that you were exposed to for a lot of your life, Um, even daycares. Um, So I think that the problem with manipulation is because it's not actually solving the issue. I like to think of it as more of a band-aid. So it might cover up the issue for a short period, but it doesn't last. And it often can manifest behavior in new ways. So maybe that specific behavior decreased, but another one shifted or increased. Or your child learns that you aren't safe to come to, to share big feelings with, and so on. And I know that's, you know, as a parent, that's not what you want. Um, But this is what manipulation strategies are creating. And often unknowingly, often unintentionally, because we're not consciously thinking, oh, I'm going to manipulate my child today by (laughs) doing this sort of thing. It's just what comes out. It's what you can find really easily on your Google search. It's what professionals will tell you to do. Um, And so, unfortunately, obviously, Santa is widely used to manipulate behavior and even encouraged in songs. Like, have you, like the whole Santa Claus is coming to town song? I, I should put the lyrics in the show notes, but things like you better not cry, you better not pout, or he's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's going to find out who's naughty or nice, and he's like, and even like, he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Like, there are so many things that we need to address here. And the first one is that 
the whole, he's going to find out who's naughty or nice. Now, I really believe strongly that children aren't bad or good. Their behavior might feel like it's bad or good, but it's really just a communication tool that something is off, something is going on, something deeper is happening. And yes, you know, sometimes their kids will purposely disobey, but that's often a sign of disconnection. It could also be a sign of the developmental stage your child is in. And again, not always, but most often. The bad or good, the naughty or nice, it's really encouraging labeling our children. And I have other podcast episodes on that, but it's so important as we are parenting that we take those types of words out of our vocabulary, things like three-nager and the terrible twos and just different language like that, that we are speaking over our children because sure, it might like feel funny in the moment or something that we're connecting with other parents of toddlers with, but the truth is, is that sort of like that can continue to snowball. We can continue to speak about it, to say those words. And that takes up space in our heart, in our brain. And it's often negative. Like we're not saying like, oh, she's a three-nager, like in a fun, funny way, usually. Like it's usually, maybe you're kind of laughing along, but it's usually describing behavior you don't like. Um, and so I think we just need to be really careful about the things that we say. And what are your thoughts on labeling people? <laughs> you know, like as an adult, do you go around labeling people good or bad? And would you tell them that they are good or bad? Another thing that I really dislike about using manipulation strategies in general, but specifically the Santa thing, is that most of the time when we're using it, we're using it in a really developmentally incorrect way, most often the kids that we're using it on don't aren't at the stage where they can really fully developmentally do that. So we're often asking them, I mean, how many times, say, say you've done this before, how many times have you, do you have to repeat, oh, remember Santa's watching or, you know, you don't want to be on the naughty list or something like how many times do you find yourself having to repeat that from whenever you start until Christmas? I'm guessing it's not just you say it once and your child's good to go. And that is because our children cannot cognitively remember that when they're also still impulsive. They don't have control fully over their regulation. And we're expecting way more than they are developmentally ready to be able to actually do and setting these expectations that, oh, if I just tell them, you know, Santa's watching, then they'll, you know, have good behavior and they might for a day or two, but they're going to constantly need reinforcement of that because that's just not developmentally where they're at. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention is the whole thing about like, he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. For one there's only one person that can do that, which is God. And um, for two, don't you find it when you really think about it? Again, it's so important to stop, pause, and think about what you're saying. I mean, even like we have some books that we've received about Santa. And honestly, I have taken a pen and yes, I have crossed things out. I have... <laughs> 
written different words sometimes because it, that might seem really silly and ridiculous to you, but I, we read a lot, okay? And we keep books pretty much forever. I mean, my son's only almost, my oldest is only almost six, so, <laughs> you know, we still have a long way to go, but I foresee these books being pulled out at Christmas for years to come, and I am not going to reiterate to my children that they need to be, that they are good or bad, naughty or nice, because I don't think that is true. And I don't want that to be reinforcing because whether our kids consciously think that or not, they will be taking that information in and that will be storing up in their heart and that will come up later. But the thing that I wanted to talk about here is, aside from the fact that nobody besides God can see us when we're sleeping and when we're awake and know all about what we're doing and all of that, is that don't you think that's a little scary to tell Like, if somebody came up and said, this old man (laughs) that you don't know knows when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake, like, just that is kind of creepy, don't you think? Um, And great, yes, I'm taking this from a song, but like, this is a common kid song. And I know probably so many of you are like, oh, it's just a harmful song. And ideally it is, but how many times do we sing that song? Because it's so catchy. And then we find ourselves singing it not to the song because it's stuck in our head. And whatever we say, whatever we speak, which when we're singing, we're speaking, it gets into our brain. And we need to be really protective about what we're allowing in. And so, yes, it might seem silly about a song, but when we're over and over and over repeating it or listening to it, We need to be mindful of what it is, and is this something that we want to be conditioning our children? So, hopefully that gives you something to think about. Um, Again, if you have done this, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and there are so many, so many things that I didn't know that I didn't know, and once I learned about it and reflected on it, I either made a change or I decided I liked what I was doing and I was going to continue. So, I don't think it's like you have to do this or you have to do this. I think it's, do I really want to impress these things upon my child? And if so, continue. If not, maybe you need to adjust things a little bit. Maybe that means you still have, like you still do Santa Claus, but you're not going to be reminding them, you know, Santa's watching you because, you know, for all the reasons that we already talked about, but also because what happens when Christmas is over? Then what are you going to do? You know, like why not start now utilizing strategies of connection and not manipulation to get the results that you want so that as you head into the new year, you're not like essentially starting over and having to figure out, okay, well now how am I going to get my kids to listen? Now I got to find something else to threaten to take away or now I need to find something else to reward them with when we can just start now thinking about how can we encourage our children to obey in a way that gets at their heart and not just covers up the behavior that we don't want? Because behavior, like I mentioned before, is just communication of something that is more deeply rooted that needs to be addressed. Um, So I hope that is (laughs) encouraging and gives you something to think about as you head into the Christmas season. And you know, maybe you change things a little bit. And I think it's important to remember um, what's convicting for you is not necessarily convicting for other people and to keep that in mind and also recognize that if you 
you know, if you've changed your mind about Santa and you don't necessarily agree, but other people around you still do, that's okay. Um, I know that can be hard waters to uh, walk through, but remembering that you are consciously making the choice that you want to make, that you feel is best for your child, and keeping that at the forefront of your mind because that's part of our job, right? Advocating and sticking up for what we want to be rooted in our child's heart and not everybody is going to agree with it and that's totally okay. So be confident in whatever you decide and um, if this was helpful for you, let me know. If there's anything else that you want me to dive deeper into, I would love to talk about it. Um, This sort of thing obviously also falls in line with like the Easter Bunny. It could also fall in line with the Tooth Fairy, although you can't necessarily hoard that over your child's head, you know, because you never know when your your child's going to lose a tooth. But anyways, I hope that it can give you some some perspective shifts and some things to just go forward and think about and talk about with your, you know, your spouse and just make a decision consciously. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.